Welcome to the Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Agay, and I am here today in studio with two of my favorites, Seattle, uh, no, Washingtonian. Is that what you're close to Seattle. Washingtonian, Seattle, Eric and Sheree Hoffman. How are you both? Doing well. We're good. Thank you. We're really good. Thank you. Oh, man. So I was just talking with Sheree about this is her first time in our official upgraded studio. <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and this is Eric's first time out of all us interviewing him. Eric, good to, man, you brought the big guns, Shuri. I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. sure this uh, goes well. Oh, right. yeah. the mix. <laughs> well, first, happy 4th of July. Thank hey, you. Thank you, you too. Well. I've been telling everybody we are free people and we had to celebrate our freedom. That's right. And uh, whom the son has set free is free. and We're double free, right? Yes, we're free right. in Christ and we're free as a nation. Um, also, thank you guys and many of you out there on who, who watch and listen to us, who, are, who send me birthday wishes on, um, on June fir- July 1st. Thank you so much. Went straight to my heart. Appreciate it. I promise I will take the time to respond to every, if not all things with the same statements over and over again. <laughs> Should we say happy birthday? Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Belated. So we're good. So thank you so much. You know, with Facebook and birthdays, it's like, you know, the entire, you feel like the entire world is celebrating your birthday. And it's kind of embarrassing. Um, and then... And then the thing about it, though, is that you feel that you have to then make sure you know everybody else's birthday. Oh, I know. So you're like, you feel awfully guilty the more birthday greetings you get. I know. Right? <laughs> so to everybody who I may not get to, happy birthday. Thank you so much. You guys were kind. Well, our topic today, we're going to be dealing with business opportunity, uh, multi-level marketing with uh, Cherie and uh, and Eric. And I asked them to come in the studio for a couple of reasons. One, uh, they'll be speaking for us at Nehemiah Week. Thank you so much for agreeing to speak for us at Nehemiah Week. And they'll be doing a session titled Business Opportunity. And they will also be doing a breakout um, around the business opportunity that they themselves are part of. Um, they also are, are chair our business opportunity forum where we're trying to encourage our members who may not have uh, uh, businesses and looking, or members who may want to look for uh, diversify their income to consider the business opportunity forum as a, a, a resource in order for them to, um, to to look for other opportunities that may be more a little more passive or uh, a little bit more less capital intensive. So. Uh, Cherie, uh, Eric, uh, direct sale, mostly marketing is somehow a controversial uh, topic in the body of the times. You know, sometimes it it um, is treated like a like a curse words, uh, and so so you are very bold and and to, to to really take that on. I really appreciate you for that. But before we do, so. Let's make sure I listen and understand. So you you have you are in direct sale, but you also have a traditional business. So, right, so tell right. us about uh, you know uh, your business. Maybe Eric, maybe tell us about your traditional business. Maybe Sheree, tell us about the direct sale and how they kind of if there's any interaction between the two of them. Sure. You want to start? Sure. Yeah. So I own a traditional style business. We work in the manufacturing uh, district, if you will. Um, we. Uh, I own a, a service company, basically, that uh, we do field service work on machine tools, CNC, like robotic style. So we uh, we travel to to the customer because the machines are they're fairly large. And uh, so in that, uh, I mean, how should I put this here? So with, with that business, I mean, it's, it's, it's similar to direct sales, but way different <laughs> at the same time. As fact, they're both know. business. They're both business. I mean, <laughs> I was going to ask, do you have like a whole downline in your manufacturing shop? They're called clients. <laughs> yeah, and we've been doing that a long time. Like, gosh, it's been 14, 15 years. Yeah, 15 years so Eric's so. been in the industry for 
25 years. 25 years. You don't uh, know like 25. I mean, what were you born in the industry, Eric? I know, right? Because no, I'm 25 and he's 25. I know. Unless, 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 unless you married a really, really young girlfriend. That's right. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> she does. Now, um, Eric, you're like a one of those geniuses in the space that you're in. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, help anyway. Because I've like known you for like ever, and I still don't understand what you do. So, could you like try and like one minute just give a sense to people what you do? Like, who is your customer? What does what you do look like? I mean, because it's it's so smart that people like me just don't get it. <laughs> okay. So. The, the quick gist of it, uh, basically the, the customers base that I serve work um, anywhere is from medical. So the, like the little devices you see, like maybe in the, in the dentist office or a lot of parts on the airplanes, you know, whether it be Airbus or Boeing or personal jets. Or military. Or military. Yeah. Um, we do a lot of military. Um, we work on a lot of machines that work on making the parts of military pieces. So even like your, um, your devices, like, you know, like your iPhone and your tablets and stuff like that. All these parts have metal in them or maybe even some plastics or some phenolics in them. Um, they all acquire machine tools to make and, and manufacture. So they cut, you know, basically out of a piece of material and they cut that shape out. And um, so I work on the machines and service the machines that make those uh, those yeah. parts. Wow. And so it's pretty, it's fantastic because it's in a space where, um, you know, sometimes it, it, it requires some level of security as far as like what you get to see and yeah um, and also it's uh, it's great you get to meet a bunch of people that are really cool and, yeah um, she's like a doctor doctor of fixed machines, uh, um, machines high super high tech manufacturing machines yeah so if yeah. you see robotics and robots move around and stuff like that that's wow. kind of do you work. sometimes get to preview like real cool stuff before all normal people get to see them or know it's even happening I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> um, some of the stuff I could, I, you know, all I can say is it's, it's super cool. So I mean, this stuff is coming. It's coming. Oh my gosh! It is like, but you have to wait for it because. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So, so. I can ask my next question, which was, "What's a cool thing coming down the pipe?" Well. <laughs> That is neat. I mean, that is really, and it's fun to have a spirit-filled believer in that kind of space. Before I go, before Sharik talks about the direct sale piece, let me ask you another question real quick, Eric. So there's this whole uh, cry about manufacturing leaving the United States, right? And and the fact that math and science, that our children are no longer math and science, is kind of, we, we, we're underperforming in math and science, you know? There's this whole China thing, right? There's this whole, you know, so it, so you are in the manufacturing space. You are in that, somebody who's in the space, do you, is, is that a true narrative? Can you kind of give us a sense of what the reality is from your vantage point? Um, the reality is um, we in the United States have incredible ideas, okay? And these ideas need manufacturing. And um, we, you know, business-wise, we try to make the product as least expensive as we can. Um, so we've tried shipping things overseas and coming back, but um, through the, when it goes overseas and it comes back, it's not necessarily translated into what your idea really was. So there's really no quality control in a quick manner. So um, what I have seen and what I'm experiencing right now through the past, I don't know, six, seven years or more is the fact that the United States is live and well, as far as manufacturing the capacity mm -hmm. is there and where um, we're, it's coming back in, in, a, in a stronger way. And I think in more of a united way, which is really cool. So, I mean, uh, as far as forecast goes, I, I see more manufacturing happen here mm -hmm. in the United States and a willingness and a unity in that. Space. Is it in part because of the that the overseas manufacturers failed us when it comes to quality control? Is that the issue? I think it comes down to. I mean, a lot of times, uh, unfortunately, it's like a language barrier and a uh, you know an excellence factor. Um, a lot of times, and 
you know, when you are the inspiration behind an idea, you have the expectation factor and, you know, the excellence factor and people may not see it and it doesn't translate over um, just due to cultures and things like that. Not that they don't, you know, other countries don't produce great things, but it's just, you know, what they're, what they're called to do at that time. No, no, I mean, I see it. I mean, Nehemiah Project, we're in five regions of the world. And the reality is when, in terms of deploying what we do globally, there's a whole difference between our ability to do it with our HQ staff and our ability to do it with our regional staff. And, and we've, had to, you ha- we've had to adapt a policy of HQing and, and the, you know, HQing, that really mean, um, in some ways, Americanizing, in some ways, Nehemiahing, because it's not just about American, right, right. our staff, so that globally we have what we call HQ staff. These are people who, no matter where you are operate from, you have to function at the standard of our international office based out of Portland, out of Vancouver, Washington. Right. And so those people, right, so not everybody, uh, you know, in regions can fit that profile. And and those, most of them, the easiest one are those who are American educated, you know, and so it's not a, that America is better, it's just we're different. Just and different, yeah. different. Not so good, but we're different. And, yeah. and I figured, you know what, let me stop trying to be what I'm not and just be, you know, what I am, even if it's not, you know what I mean? Because there's this idea of American preeminence, right? And it can be arrogance or whatever the case may be. But it's just, you, you're right. We're used to doing things a certain way, right? And it's right. so hard to deploy consistency and quality when you can't control those outcomes. Good right. point right. there. So there's hope for America. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what, too? I will answer the the schools part of that. The schools are actually, um, with a push from industry, really trying to get back to STEM. And we're on the advisory board of our one of our local um, high school districts for manufacturing to try and bring in ideas, bring in industry right. to reignite uh, the STEM, the manufacturing, the trade learning. And we've actually partnered with Boeing um, to come up with some new ideas as far as how we can um, really educate kids at the high school level so that we can capture them then for those kids who feel the trades are for them or right. will do better than at a university um, can, you know, capture those kids and get them into the trades. And because Boeing, you know, we, when we partnered with Boeing, they're like, man, our, our force, you know, our workforce is going to age out in five years yep. and we have nobody coming in and nobody is trained. And so, um, uh, but I do think we will see a resurgence of manufacturing even during this COVID time because we're realizing how quickly travel, um, trade, I mean, all of this can very, very quickly shut down. And so um, I think it, it it will have some good fruit. I mean, I'm not, obviously, it's yeah, not of course. <laughs> I do well, believe God is working in it. Well, the devil means for evil. God uses exactly it. Exactly right. right. That's right. exactly right. So, Sheree, um, so on top of this, you you also do direct sales. So tell us about that and how, and how that plays out with, uh, with the traditional business. You know, it's actually really, really good. You know, I, <laughs> I had that same bad mentality towards direct sales MLM when God literally told me to do this. <laughs> uh, I know four years ago we laugh. It's been not quite four years ago, uh, but we were praying for some solutions. We wanted to diversify our income a little bit. We wanted um, passive income versus just active income. And we wanted to be home with our kids more. We needed more time, but right. we didn't want to give up um, the opportunity to make some money because we all know the power of that, uh, to, the power to help people, the the power for it to be a change agent. And so we really started praying and um, yeah. So and we were, oh, you're going to say something. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go okay. ahead. We, were, we were actually talking about this this morning. There's one thing about doing direct sales, uh, MLM, network marketing, whatever you want to call it. Uh, is it literally because it's a relational business, you have to work on you. Right. And so, <laughs> you know, personal growth, 
it's like uh, required <laughs> to grow in this right. industry. And so we were just talking this morning as we were, you know, talking about uh, being on being live with you, how much the personal growth side of this is translated oh into our traditional business. And I'm just going to step right in here and mm -hmm. say that she's like hit the nail right on the head. You know, it's like you have what what would people would consider two separate I mean, two totally different things, but at the root of it, it's like all in all, it's like your self-development, you know, how yeah. far do you want to develop in the career that you're in, you know, and what, what's your limitation on that versus self-development and maybe like an MLM, which is like sky's the limit, but which I've really found, which is really cool is the fact that the self-development and the MLM structure, it takes my, you know, our, our other business and it just, I mean, it grows out exponentially yeah. because of the way that you you know you learn about self development. You're just gonna think different, right? I mean, there's That's a exactly there's it. a mindset with the LMM yeah. tribe or space of exponential of growth of the that in the traditional business there's kind of all this passivity. It's like yeah, you know, we're used to it. Same thing, you know, been there, done that kind of attitude, a complacency almost. Yeah, know. right. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> So, so you both have gone through biblical entrepreneurship, and um, so um, you, you went through experience. You, you. So, tell us about your experience of of the class, and how was that for you, and how that impacted uh, your business. You know, I we went through biblical entrepreneurship about I think it's been seven years ago and it was really on my heart like this whole idea of biblical entrepreneurship what does the Bible say about business had really um, been burning on my heart for probably a good year or more and I was struggling to find good resources for it not that there weren't resources out there and not that there probably weren't great resources, but I wanted the practicality piece that actually Nehemiah brought in. Right. Um, structure, uh, building a business plan, that kind of thing. Um, what does that look like to do from a biblical perspective? And so I loved just, you know, you have the faith side of it as well, um, you know, working together, but I love the practicality of what does the Bible say about management? What does the Bible say about building a business plan? What does the Bible say about being profitable? And uh, I really found that in Nehemiah. And so it was, it's, it's kind of felt like, you know, we've been in business a long time, well over 20 years. And so you, you go along in your journey and it's like, you know, God brings along these first, a hunger typically, <laughs> and then you go searching, you start praying for it. Um, and it becomes a launching pad to something else. And I really feel like uh, Nehemiah was that for us, just kind of brought us to the next level of what God wants to do in business. I agree. If, if, just, I want to put my two cents in here. Is, uh, the, um, it really brought a good foundation. Um, you know, sometimes like you go to explain somebody like, oh, you're good in business, but what makes you good in business? You know, then you do the research on it. Like, oh my gosh, that company actually has got biblical principles principles and they apply it. those yeah yep, and it's like exactly. then you find out oh, they're believers and like oh there's more to yeah than just that so. exactly well, you, you know you guys have such great chemistry and for as long as i've known you guys <laughs> you like a just say um a, just one of those ideal couples right um always come across very fun whatever your issues are you address them before we get into meetings together no <laughs> 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 but, you know, you guys are youthful, joyful, so forth. So the, the, the dynamics of being in business together, and maybe we had to bring you guys another podcast to just deal with that old dynamic separately. But quickly, you know, how is that? How has that been uh, just kind of the, the husband and wife dynamic in business together? Well, I I think, too, we honor each other's strengths. <laughs> Totally. I'm not good at what he's good at and he's not good at what I'm good at. I mean, there is crossover in that, but I think to honor each, each 
Well, honoring each other at the very base of who you are is really, really important. Um, honoring each other as husband and wife is important, but then honoring your gifts, the way God created him and the way God created me is, is very different. And so how do we um, come together in that? And, you know, that whole, I'm thinking of that, I don't know if any of you guys have done marriage counseling or been in a marriage class, but years ago, somebody showed me they drew out a triangle, you know, and they put God at the top. That's right. Your husband at the, you know, yeah. somewhere like as the closer you get to God, the closer That's right. you get to each other. That's right. you know, so true. It's so true. so true. I mean, it's kind of at sometimes, I think part of it's been around for a long time, so it feels kind of cheesy or whatever, but it's so true. Yeah. You know, your relationship with God really, really, um, you can see it in the relationship with each other. Yeah. So, I mean, if I were to add to that, it was like, you know, yes, we know each, for the most part what, what each other's strengths is, but um, you have to know, understand what their, what their dreams are mm -hmm. and pour into their dreams and support them in their dreams because her dreams aren't the same as mine, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, when you really see your, 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 your mate, you know, when their dreams come alive, they come alive. Mm. And when they come alive, they're just like, oh my gosh, they're so excited. And then they're like so excited with you. And in that moment or in that time, um, your your relationship is, it flourishes. I mean, it just, yeah. I don't know your, your spouse is. Yeah. And that comes back to honor too. Yeah. And honoring each other with your words. Um, mm. Because his dreams are different than mine. And that's okay. You know, we know that God put our dreams in our hearts and we know that he is, you know, calling us to some things differently, some things together. But we just tried to be very supportive of each other and supportive with our words because there's life and death in the tongue. And so I can choose and he can choose to speak life over me and me over him or death. And so, you know, not that not that sometimes we don't argue. Well, with that, because I mean, you have, a pretty, you have a pretty strong little wife, you know, she's driven, she's, <laughs> you know, and, but then Eric, I mean, you are so secure, right? I mean, you can't be with Cherie if you're not secure. Right. And you kind of let her do her thing. Nothing phase you. You kind of just, you know, and so, 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 so let me start with you, Eric. What do you honor most about Cherie? What do I honor most about Sheree? Well, I mean, I mean, where do I start? I mean, <laughs> that's a good answer. So I, I love, I love the way you know. First of all, foremost, I think the way that she, um, you know, loves Jesus. I mean, really, truly. Um, I mean, when she spills out her heart to Jesus, when she worships, um, I mean, that melts me. You know, but it draws us to close together. I'm getting all emotional here, but. Um, <laughs> You know, because uh, in that we're together, you know, whether uh, in this, how she supports her family, um, you know, how she is very passionate about what she does. She's not like a halfway person. Yeah. You know, she's all in or not. So yeah. she's for you, against you. Right? Hey, you, know, <laughs> you don't want her to be your advocate, right? You don't want her to be an opponent. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, you want her on the oh team, especially in dodgeball or something, you know. So, no. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, Cherie, what do you honor most about your husband, Eric? Oh my gosh. Um, it's like get, we're getting so emotional. <laughs> uh, I think his faithfulness, mm. his loyalty, his steadfast, which is somebody, you know, who God created me the way I am, God knew I needed. Um, he's the one that uh, very with so much wisdom can rein me in and say like, no, just wait a <laughs> minute. <laughs> um, but really his steadfastness. I mean, every morning um, just as uh, he's such a ser servant in a good way, you know, like he's, he serves me so beautifully um, serves our family so beautifully. I mean, he's, he will give 110% to his family and to me and to see our dreams come true. And so it's easy to reciprocate, you know, okay, well, what do you want to do? What are, what are your dreams? And so um, I really, 
appreciate that about you. <laughs> wow, that is awesome. Yeah. Now, because that's important, right? Because yeah, I think really about watching you guys, the chemistry is clear. There's this funness about it. And um, and then they, they, they're like, my, how do I get that, right? So we, we'll have you guys back and just deal with that topic on a separate level. <laughs> now, so Sheree, you went on your business plan, which was the company both run the traditional business, went on to win the business plan competition in your class. Right. And you compete uh, in Orlando at, at an international level. Uh, by the way, speaking of Nehemiah Week, that was your first Nehemiah Week experience. Nehemiah Week is coming up in August. It's going to be a digital conference. How was that experience for you, kind of experiencing Nehemiah Week for the first time when you went for the competition in Orlando? I loved it. Eric wasn't able to go with me. My dad went with me to support me, which was really, really fun. My dad's a biblical entrepreneur That's and, right. and been in business for a long, long time. I, but I love, um, I have a degree in international business because I love cultures. I love meeting different people. Um, I love connecting with different people. And what was so cool is the way you brought everybody together, whether, you know, I mean, I talked to people who are, I'm like, who are you? You're like, <laughs> I'm in an industry. I'm like, what have you done? Like, I can't believe I'm sitting across and talking to you <laughs> all the way to the person. And I don't, I don't, I don't mean to scale it, but yeah. on the other end of it, somebody who might be looking to start a business or have a small business. And what I loved about it is you brought everybody together and we were all equals equals in the kingdom because we really, really are. And God just has different assignments and we're all on a different journey. And so I love that. I loved meeting different people. I love the strategy of business. I loved your business plans and like ask questions and um, see what people's dreams are and how, you know, maybe doing a few things here and there can make those things happen. And so I I love that part of it. I loved connecting with people and just how you brought everybody together. It was really amazing. Yeah. So somebody watching or listening to this and they're thinking about coming this this year, you say, hey, here are the key things you can expect at Nehemiah from, from your own experience as a consumer, as a participant. What would you say? Look out, you know, here, here are the key deliverables that you may want to experience. <laughs> well, one I would say. So help me sell the week, Sheree. What was that? That's the help me sell the week. Use your marketing degree for me. <laughs> Well, I'm speaking, so nice. that's all that matters. <laughs> that's it. Case, case closed. Yeah. Hey, that's all you need to know. No, what I loved um, and what you can expect, at least from my perspective, was the opportunity to hear from all these people. Sorry, my hair is a little crazy. Do, <laughs> hearing from all these people from all across the world. I thought that was amazing. And you can hear different perspectives. I don't know if you're praying for maybe, God, I need some strategy or how do I deal with this or how do I deal with that? What was amazing is uh, hearing from different industries, different businesses, different perspectives, and the opportunity to hear solutions you might not get uh, if you weren't in that environment. Plus, you know, just being around all these different people doing different things around the world expands uh, your understanding of who's doing biblical entrepreneurship because the enemy can be really, really good at help causing us to feel isolated. And so when you can connect with people around the world with the same heart, the same passion, the same goals to see the kingdom expanded, uh, it is like, oh, I found my tribe, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel connected, and so which is awesome. Did you yes, I have something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let Eric talk. <laughs> Inspiration, <laughs> totally, yes. and to see what it looks like to be successful. Mm -hmm. You uh, really, truly um, use the, the biblical entrepreneur um, model, and and so inspired. And to see just like really grassroots of how it works and how you can apply it. Yeah. And you can see, just be able to really easily position and see yourself uh, being successful. Wow. So so you went from there and then you became a certified trainer. Haven't used it yet. I'm still after you for that. But Sheree uh, <laughs> <laughs> is an amazing, it's a part of your wife. She's like so gifted, right? It's so, so gifted, so many things. And uh, just an amazing trainer. But then you guys then faced a wilderness. 
Now, um, so tell us a bit about that ex that experience in terms of you guys went through a wilderness season. Uh, tell us a bit about that. Well, <laughs> there's there's nothing like. Well, let me just tee this up for you. <laughs> We've done uh, the biblical um, entrepreneurship, uh, the the um, business plan competition, rewrote the business plan for our traditional business. Uh, and it was awesome. We were seeing exactly what I had written out, what I felt was from the Lord. You know, I yeah. asked the Lord and what, man, it was like ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, yes, God, you're so good. You know, and I was, we were literally about to take the jump to the next level. And the Lord asked us to do some things. <laughs> There's nothing like the Lord um, asking you to put, to do some things that puts your business um, on the altar. And so that's what we did. And we were like, man, God, these are some good ideas. Woohoo. And actually, um, some of our employees didn't agree. <laughs> so of course. And so our business uh, went, so we lost some key employees. We, you know, we're like, uh, I don't understand, Lord, what's happening. And so we're like, okay, you know, Lord, who are we going to hire next? Because we're very, very prayerful. Very much so. Who we hire, when we hire, you know, everything goes before the Lord. And he said, nobody, not right now. And we're like, what? Right. <laughs> so, um, Three, two months later, we're like, and who do we hire, Jesus? Because of what Eric does is so niche, we have to train people. And so it takes time, significant amount of time to train people. And we're like, who do we hire? Nobody was the answer. And so really what happened is we couldn't um, continue because we basically lost all of our cash flow. Wow. Good times. And so you really, you know, and we we come through um, quite a season when the recession hit um, and all of that. But there's there's different kinds of faith we have discovered. Man. There is the yes. faith of things are happening to you. How do you respond and how do you stay in Jesus? And there is the faith of him asking <clears throat> you to do things. And what that looks like uh, when things don't go the way you thought they would, because he is asking. Right. We could have stepped out of it. We could have said, no, we're hiring people. We're going to move. We're going to, because this doesn't make any sense, right? But we had learned to hear the voice of the Lord. We really have worked to hear the voice of the Lord because it's not our company. It's not our business. It's his. We're stewards, you know. Um, and so... Uh, it was difficult. And because of it, there's a whole, it take a long time to talk about <laughs> series of events because of that. And so, um, but it was in the coming out of that, which we're still walking out of some things, but uh, that God brought us the MLM right. side of things. We only get to the MLML, but somebody may be asking during this time, was there ever, ever a time where you both were on two different pages where one felt like, well, I'm not sure, or the other felt like, wait a minute, this is going too far? And how'd you guys deal with it? I don't think so. I mean, at least from wow. my perspective, you know, um, you know, uh, yeah, in that time, you really do, I, there are different phases of faith. I mean, at least that's kind of I put into words, but um, it really, there's family faith. Because, you know, you're in this with your family um, and there's, you know, there's marriage faith and there's, <laughs> I don't know if you would yeah. call it that, but it's like, but no, yeah, no, there's seriously growth in that and yeah. uh, coming together as a family unit and coming together as a, as yeah. a husband. Well, it takes you back to the triangle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, really, both of us were on our knees before the Lord. Wow. Both of us were working to hear from the Lord. And so... Um, I never felt like we were ever on a different page, I, but there, I mean, there were times, I mean, it was hard. It wasn't, 
it wasn't easy by any means, but um, because we put Jesus first, mm-hmm. um, if there was a difference, we could be like, hey, let's let's pray about this. Let's fast about this. Let's see what the word of the Lord is. Yeah. Let's see. you know. And I trust his hearing of the Lord. He trusts wow. my hearing of the Lord. So maybe if he wasn't um, hearing anything at the time or there were a couple of times when we um, we're feeling like, oh, we weren't getting a clear indication from the Lord of what to do next. And Eric had a series of dreams. And so it was like, oh, wow. OK, so but I trust his relationship with the Lord uh, and trust him, knowing that, you know, he wouldn't put our family in jeopardy or put put us our finances, finances in jeopardy at all. Um, so I, I think I liken it to Moses in the wilderness. There was never moments that you felt Moses felt that God wasn't with him. Exactly. Like that moment where he said, God, unless you go there with me, I will not go. Exactly. So he never was alone, never felt it was hard. It was difficult, but, but he definitely God was there. Now, yes. the kids were impacted, obviously. Uh, you have this beautiful home that I, did I stay there or did I visit? I'm uh, not, you visited. I visited. Yeah. I think I really wanted to stay over the night. That's what it was. <laughs> gorgeous home. You lost it. Um, how was that psychological transition to go from this hero, right? Everybody seeing you for what God is doing in the, in the natural. Right. This, what this should will call zero, where you're losing it, lose your home and so forth. Some of it is very evident on the outside. Right. And you're dealing with managing the children's expectation, dealing with the external expectation. So how was that process like? Well, I'll address the external. I'll have Eric address the kids because uh, God really gave him a beautiful perspective of that. But um, it was very difficult for me to go what are and what the enemy was really and my personal struggles whatever was hitting me with was what are people going to think now they're never going to trust us in business we're never going to be able to have um the influence not influence for our own gain but influence for the kingdom when they've seen we've walked through this um but then the lord reminded me you know he's like look through the word you know, the greatest champions in the world and in the word, excuse me, went through some of the greatest challenges Mm. that we would call a disqualification even and how the Lord would come in. And, you know, then it was all about God. Mm. You know, I had to deal with me and I had to realize who I am in Christ trumps what anybody saw or what anybody's expectations of me are. It's only about what God says. It's only about what he is doing in me for his kingdom. Wow. Eric, the kid. (laughs) Yeah. So when God does a thing, (laughs) uh, (laughs) it's totally not a lot of times what you expect. (laughs) And so, you know, God will take a situation which could, you know, the enemies try to do, you know, stuff to us and, and turn it for his good. So this is what just a smidgen of his goodness is. He says, Eric, I'm allowing this to see, to show your children how you and your wife react and what you do to persevere through hard times. Wow. So they will see you pray. They will see you worship. They mm-hmm. will the true God because of what you're experiencing. And in that moment, it just it just totally dropped in my heart, it dropped in my head, dropped in my whole being. And it was like, I God, I'm all in. You know, yeah. if it's my children and for my 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 grandchildren and my children's children's children, I, it's I'm all in. And it it was truly um a moment in time where um you felt like you had nothing but you felt like you had everything at the same time. Yeah. Wow. I love that. It, it reminds me, the Apostle Paul, I know how to base, I know how to abound. In all things, I have learned to be content. Philippians, and that's essentially what you just stated there. 
Yeah. Uh, then through all this, the Lord brings uh, a an opportunity to you, uh, something that you never considered, something that you felt was actually um, not godly. Right. Something <laughs> that, you know, so tell us about that, because we're talking about business opportunities, and you're going to be talking about business opportunities at the conference. By the way, Paul, welcome. Thank you for watching. But if you have questions or comments, uh, please share those questions comments those who are watching with us. We'd like to bring to the conversation. Because you've been talking about business opportunity, and some of the people that attend your session during the MI week, COVID-19 may have thrown them a, a, you know, a, 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 a left curve, right? where the, their business has collapsed. Some of them have just been facing it. And they got to learn, how do you discern and identify an opportunity during those moments? So that happens to you. So talk to me a bit about uh, that process. OK, so I'm going to address, I feel like there's uh, quite a few questions in your question. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you're a super teacher and you're That's right. So, um, yes, I did not feel that the industry, now I didn't necessarily feel it was um, evil or sinful, but I felt it was definitely not for me. <laughs> so when the Lord, we started praying for something um, that would get Eric off of working so many hours, me working so many hours at our other business, um, and we prayed for a number of months before this showed up, and we didn't know that network marketing was our answer. Um, but I will tell you the industry itself has been sick. I mean, there is some truth to, um, what the MLM industry, the network marketing, marketing industry has done because it's simply a tool. It's one of the most powerful business right. models out there. I mean, if you really take a look at it, it's a powerful business model. So it's no surprise that the enemy would come in. <laughs> and try to manipulate and shift this very powerful business model that anybody, you know, I feel anybody can do it. Um, and so it's not, you know, when I saw it, all I was thinking about was the, the sick side, you know, the manipulation side, the, the, the side that the enemy had used for his purposes. And so, but, you know, being a kingdom girl... <laughs> <laughs> we're all about redemption. You know, it's, it's not money that is evil. It's the love of money. And so how do we come in as change agents and shift an industry? Mm -hmm. And so, um, I mean, the Lord showed me that months after I joined the, the industry. Um, but in the middle of it, I had to, Again, it was literally a dying to self going, oh, God, nobody's going to pay attention to me now. You know, all this happened financially. And now you have me in network marketing. Are you crazy? <laughs> and so really engaging the industry, um, looking at um, I had to show myself even that it was still good. So I use that analytical mind of mine to look at the business model and really go, oh, wait, this is a good thing. I can help thousands and thousands, which is our heart to help people, yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands of people that I can't help um, in a traditional business because I don't have the brain capacity <laughs> to have thousands and thousands and thousands of employees. <laughs> I mean, you know, not that's not possible, but your influence and reach and opportunity to help people to speak the gospel to somebody um, grows exponentially in this business model. And so, yeah, hopefully I answered your question a little bit in there. Yeah. I something. So, so you jumped it and in the, in a short order, you, you, you and your husband, you can to experience success. You, you even want a car. Yeah. We get a car paid for. Yeah. You got a car paid for. Yes. And then as you and then you began to build. Things. So where is your team now? So, you know, you and how has that impacted your financial well-being and, and kind of your wilderness journey? 
Um, so we have a couple thousand people on our team after three, just over three years in this company. Um, they do pay for a vehicle for us. So that's a car payment um, on top of that. We are um, have been able to do some um, great. I mean, we're still building, but do some great things um, financially because of it. We've been able to buy back some of Eric's time. Um, so he's not working so much. Um, and so financially, it's been really amazing. You know, we're looking, God has really put on our heart to, okay, we're looking at a house again. We're looking at purchasing a house again. We're looking at, you know, coming out of this, um, in, you know, we're in the redemption cycle now, right? right? <laughs> but because of it, uh, we have time. And I think that's one of the biggest things about network marketing is you are building a residual income. Um, to where the team can start eventually building itself. And we're seeing that in parts of our team. I've got people all over the world on my team that I have not met. <laughs> um, but, you know, like recently we opened up India and we don't know anybody in India, but one of our dear friends on our team, they're short-term missionaries to India. So they were able to go over and present um, an amazing business opportunity to India. Um, but what's powerful about this model is I can support them so that they can go then support India. And so, um, you know, and Eric and I were talking earlier about the opportunity. You know, when you're looking at a business opportunity, MLM, we often, you know, if, if our mind goes to the negative, we're like, oh, I'm at the bottom of this big da -da -da, versus I'm at the top of looking down to help thousands so and people. thousands of people and i you know on the business side it's been amazing you know we've got incredible products and services that are literally changing people's lives mm -hmm. um but i get to pray with people constantly at our business functions we'll have six seven hundred people and we're leading worship on a sunday morning if they yeah. want to come you know we get to pray with people i've prayed with people in the elevator who don't know jesus i've um had people come up and say how did you grow? And I went, Oh, it's all about God. Wow. I listen to him. He gives me strategy. Yes, we have a system. Yes, we follow the system. But really, it's a partnership between me and God, you know. And so we get to minister, um, pray for people. I'm in their homes. Well, not recently, but <laughs> I've been yeah. in people's homes a lot. And so when everybody's left, and they go, why do you have so much joy? Man, I want that. And I'm like, oh, it's Jesus. Right. We've been through so many hard things. And when you turn to Jesus, he turns all of that mourning into joy. And so I can minister to them and bless them. I have prayed for more people. I mean, we're leaders in our church. And I've prayed for more people in this industry, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, way more than I have did before this. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, that is that is incredibly awesome. So tell our audience what exactly is the business that you guys are involved with in direct sale and the multi-level. So our business focuses on we really try to focus on the education, education of health and education, financial education. So we have, you know, health and wealth, essentially. And then we have products and services to help you steward that education. Um, our health products are all plant-based, super high quality, organic, yes. um, raw, wild crafted uh, <laughs> uh, products for your body that really are focused on healing your body from the inside out, mm -hmm. giving your body what it needs to almost heal itself. Now, I have to be careful. I do not want to make any medical claims, but during this time, and I have to be really careful here. Um, and wise. Um, it's just been amazing to be able to educate people on their health because they're hungry for the information, um, desperate at times for information. And my gosh, I talk to people all the time who, you know, have pain in their bodies, who deal with migraines, who deal. And, and we have incredible testimonials um, on the health uh, products. But then also on the financial side, incredible financial education, finance, co financial coaches. One of my favorite stories is we met uh, a young guy. Well, he's young, young to us. <laughs> he's like 30. 
Um, amazing guy. Um, had a hard. He's had a hard life. He joined the company. Um, he's like my. You know, it's a pipe dream for me to own a home. And I'm like, well, let's see if we can make that pipe dream happen. You know, with some hard work and. Uh, so he partnered with our financial coaches and about a year and a half in, he bought his house. Yes. And so, and literally shifted a legacy and a financial legacy of his family. Wow. And so what we do is so powerful at transforming people's lives. Uh, and so it's so easy to come behind that. Um, and then we also have, if you want to make some extra money doing this or, a lot of extra money, or maybe it's not extra money. It's your main money wow. <laughs> is that opportunity as well. And then we get to come alongside people and help them be an entrepreneur, teach them what it looks like to be an entrepreneur. Um, we have, we're so passionate. I'm very passionate about entrepreneurship. <laughs> and so this has been, um, this, this industry, this company has been a powerful way for me to express that passion and to come alongside people Teach them to, I mean, we know as business people, teach them to overcome, teach them what does your work ethic look like in this time? I mean, this is not a get rich quick thing. You know, it's work, it's business. But what's cool is we can do it kind of in the cracks of your life or as little or as much as you want and still have the opportunity to grow. Wow. So, yeah. Go ahead, Eric. And just one quick thing here. It would be, you know, as a, as a, as a business owner, um, and knowing that, um, you know, if you don't work, you don't, you don't eat, you don't check. <laughs> what it has done is, is actually brought security. Um, you know, as a business owner, it's like, I, I could take a day off, two days off, a few days off or whatever. Yeah, he's doing it right now. And he's doing it right now. <laughs> and I feel secure in that. I'm not, not in the back of my mind. Isn't like going, Oh my gosh, I think of all these things, other things I have to be doing to be, which I don't. So. Wow. Yeah. We in biblical entrepreneurship, as you guys know that, the purpose of wealth, which, by the way, for our listeners, we have a seminar coming up next week on the purpose of wealth. And we teach that you can just go to our website and, and learn about it. You can sign up for it. We teach that the purpose of wealth is uh, freedom and yeah. freedom yeah. to worship God. And so you are experiencing, Eric, some of that freedom. Um, so Eric and Cherie will be at Nehemiah Week. They'll be speaking on the whole idea of business opportunity. And they will be leading one of the one of the breakouts around this particular opportunity and uh, and how you can get involved in it. Uh, of course, if you want to uh, register for Nehemiah Week, you can do that by going to our website, NehemiahWeek.com, NehemiahWeek.com. There you can sign up and be a part between the, the week, the, the month of the week of August the 10th through the 15th. We're going to have all kinds of uh, speakers and including. Uh, Eric and Sherry, as they deal with business opportunity. The whole conference is around strategy. And it's a digital conference this year, so we'll allow you to, be able to experience it from the comfort of your own home. Uh, but Eric, Sherry, somebody listening right now, they're saying, you know what, we want to plug in. How can we? How do we get in touch with Eric and Sherry so that we might be able to get involved with them before Nehemiah Week? Uh, how do they do that? So probably the easy thing is if you're on social media, you can find me on Facebook or you can find Eric too, Eric Hoffman or my maiden name's in there. So it's Sheree Gaines Hoffman, but you'll see our picture. Um, you can also find us uh, through the Nehemiah. Um, That's right. On the eCommunity platform. So they're yeah. right there. Just search them and you get them in the community. Find and me. we'll have them back to talk about the form down the line. But Sheree, so what's, what's your... So I'm not sure if you begin to prepare your talk yet, but somebody watching and listening say, okay, I really want to come here, Cherie. What can they expect from your presentation? Tell us both in terms of the, your business opportunity presentation as well as your breakout. So as far as, you know, speaking as the chair for the, the kind of business opportunity side, um, really on diversifying your income, looking a little bit at the power of the business model, and what does it look like passive versus um, active income and how we can really use uh, this platform, direct sales, MLM, network marketing to add to your um, portfolio? Because I believe every single business person needs to have 
passive income. We all know that, right? I mean, if you don't have passive income, you will work till you die because you're working by the hour. You're working, you know, in that active income space. And so I think an MLM is the one of the best ways to bring in. I mean, there's several ways, but an amazing way because, you know, your your cost typically is quite low to get in. Barrier to entry is very, very low. Um, you focus on your personal development and be coachable to their to the system. I mean, it's it's very simple and anybody can do it. I love that. Plus, you get to empower thousands of others to do the same thing. Right. And then, um, sorry, I didn't want to. Oh, I was just going to add the fact that, you know, bring your dreams and see how this can apply. Yeah, you know, how to exactly. Move forward toward your dreams and passions, because I believe that in this business model that um, it unlocks something and unlocks dreams and see people dream yeah. again and like actually see them. Like, yes, oh, they're tangible. Exactly. Even if they're big dreams. <laughs> so, yeah. And so then for our actual business opportunity side of things, we'll be sharing a little bit of the nuts and bolts of what our company looks like, the heart behind our company and um, how it could fit into your life. Um, we'll share a little bit of the compensation plan. So, you know, no matter what business you do, when you do any type of um Oh, what's uh, research, market research. You want to know how you're going to get paid, the opportunity as far as um, growth potential. I mean, all those things still apply to the MLM side of, MLM side of things. And so I'll be going over that a little bit um, along with just the company itself, what our products and services are, just at a, at a very basic level so that you can then reconnect with me and we can give you some of the details from there. So... Wow. Wow. I love it. Debbie, Ga wait, do you know what Debbie Gaines? Well, that would be my mom. Oh my goodness. So, so Eric, I, I think that uh, you, you satisfy your mother-in-law. She quoted you, my friend. She did. And that was a powerful statement. Bring your dreams. It resonated with me. Um, so guys, you know, there are many, people that have gone through, you know, in the, around the world, we have COVID-19. In the US, we also have our social, the social unrest. And so this is election year. And so there's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. Um, so speak a bit to the entrepreneurs uh, as your last, well, by the way, again, uh, we will have Eric and, and Cherie back uh, with us, but also more important than that, if you want to check them out live in Living Color at Nehemiah Week, uh, August the 10th to the 15th, we're going to have them. They're going to do a session on our business opportunity. And they're going to also do a breakout around their particular opportunity. And you can also check them out on the, on the learning forum. I'm sorry, on the business forum or the e-community platform where they can, you can engage with them and others in this, in this space. So what advice would you give um, to, to entrepreneurs out there? And I want you to speak to two groups. I want you to speak to entrepreneurs in general. How to some key tips to navigate during this time? They may have been facing a crisis like you did, but I also want you to speak to couples. All right, so let, let's do ladies first, and then and then Eric, you you go you go last. So Cherie, what so, about you? One thing my dad uh, told me years and years and years ago, which I mean it is a true statement, but more millionaire millionaires came out of the Great Depression that went in. That boils down to God always has a solution. And what I have learned over the years is God is our provision. He gives us tools. He gives us opportunities. He gives us, and we do have to go to work often. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there is that side of it, but God always has the solution. He is our provision. His very name is provision. And when I can go okay, Lord, we're in a situation like this, you know, like for the COVID, um, those facing that right now, I can go, God, what is your solution? We've been very blessed. I will tell you that the MLM world is expanding during this time. Um, people more, are more open because they realize that very, very, very quickly, Things are not sure. And I can do build our MLM business um, online from my office. Don't have to leave my house. 
which is awesome. But, um, and so anyway, God, that was, you know, for any entrepreneur, no matter where you're at or what you're doing, God always has the solution. There's always something good that is going to come out of that. And so to really engage the father, engage the Holy spirit and ask him what now, where do I go? What needs dealt with in me so I can move forward? <laughs> what mindsets need to shift? What beliefs need to shift? Um, but then also, then where do we go from here? Wow. Eric, so you can tub that, buddy. That was good. And yeah. That's good a hard one to follow. <laughs> I mean, as far as entrepreneurs go, a word of advice or just what I see is the words that come to me as a never Never, never, never give up. Never. <laughs> the world needs Winston you. Winston Churchill. That's right. Because really, the world needs you. Yeah. Um, whether your part is small or whether your part is tall, um, the world needs you. You you have a voice. Yeah. And um, you, of course, you have a passion within you, and people need to experience that. Um, so. As far as married. Married couples go. <laughs> smile, all about Jesus. Smile and wave, boys. No, no. <laughs> to honor and cherish your spouse, yeah. uh, really, and to be grateful, um, and to focus on the good things and not what you're lacking. Yeah, and I but, think too, you have to deal with what's in us, you know, and what's in your own heart. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm super angry at him, there might be obviously a forgiveness piece that I need to address with me and God, <laughs> me and God. <laughs> and then I go like, well, why did I get so angry? What is in me that needs to shift? You know, I remember years and years ago, I think I don't know, we've been married, I don't know, six, seven, eight years or something like that. And I'm like, God, you need to, I mean, we all know this, right? We've all been here. God, you need to change this and you need to change that. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I mean, I was convicted of, in a good way of like, ooh, God change me. Where do I need to change? I'm going to let God worry about, you know, <laughs> but where do I need to change? What needs to change in me so that our relationship can, can last and, you know, and be strong and powerful, you know. I 100% agree. <laughs> I mean, truthfully, I mean, it goes for anybody. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, never go to bed angry. angry. I mean, that was like wisdom from my grandparents. Yeah. You know, every night, my grandfather and the Bible. Yeah, I mean, and the it's Bible, there too. Yeah. <laughs> but my my grandfather yeah. said, "What's the secret to our marriage?" It's like every night, your grandmother lays right here. <laughs> in my in my arm and we'll go to sleep and yeah. uh he says also that you know you never go to sleep angry about your spouse you always forgive yeah and they were married for 70 73 years 72 years, years. Yeah. yeah so that's powerful testimony in itself right there yep little grace there wow that was powerfully incredible thank you so much well guys you gotta love this couple they are you, you're, don't you ever change? I mean, I just love, you guys are fun. Can I just say oh, it that good. way? Thank you. We do like to have fun. Yes. Oh my God. You guys are fun. You guys are wise and, and you guys are caring. You know, um, Eric and Cherie are also uh, Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Sponsors. They're sponsor entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for that. You know, because of you, because of people like you, Eric and Cherie, you've helped us drink COVID-19. We were able to super serve the entrepreneurship community, especially internationally. Because as you know, uh, many uh, the, the other parts of the world did not get a stimulus. Right. right? And, so, and so we had to step in and really help entrepreneurs. So thank you for that. So see you at Nehemiah Week and, uh, and look forward to being a part of your session. I love it. Thank yeah. you so much. Yes. Well, guys, <laughs> if you enjoyed this session, uh, share it with as many people as you can. And invite your friends to come to Nehemiah Week and check out uh, Eric and Cherie as they talk about this whole idea of business opportunity and how to diversify your income. 
Um, and so uh, you want to join us, uh, go to NehemiahWeek.com, uh, NehemiahWeek.com, uh, between the, the 10th to the 15th of August. Also, if you are on the e-community platform, there's a business opportunity forum there. You can connect there and engage with uh, with Eric and, and Cherie. We'll have them back so they can really get more into some of this stuff, but this was good. With that said, uh, don't you leave yet because we're about to check out a video about Nehemiah Week to, to remind us of why you should come. But before you leave, let me say this prayer for you. May the Lord bless you. Yes, May the Lord enable you to steward those talents that is placed under your care and to steward them in such a way that you may one day hear those wonderful words. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things and guess what? Now he'll make you rule over much. God bless you. Mm. Shereen, Eric, thank you so much. Thank Don't you, thank you. Guys. Watch this video. Nehemiah Week is an annual event designed to equip entrepreneurs and leaders from around the world to inspire and to honor marketplace leaders for their accomplishments and what they're doing to model Christ in the marketplace. God is doing incredible things at Nehemiah Week. Ladies and gentlemen, God has called us to be a light for him, to be an example for him, to be a model for him so that as others see us, not hear us, but see us, they can see a model of Christ. Yeah, each year at Nehemiah Week, we, we gather uh, the, the nations. Our vision is to transform the marketplace with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, one entrepreneur at a time. We have learned uh, to do business uh, in a good way. Uh, and we'll actually spread this to our church as well. Through the course of Nehemiah Week includes information around um, principles of biblical entrepreneurship, so really looking at biblical economics. What we've learned this week is, is about training. A Nehemiah uh, project is about training and then coaching and then accessing capital. Nehemiah gave me God's vision. Really impacts the way that I see doing business. Nehemiah Week not only gives birth to new ideas, it connects us with resources and relationships that makes them possible. But what we want to do is not just affect here in the U.S. We want to take this curriculum all over the world. Whatever it is, the question is, what impact will this have on others? It's something that's going to change lives. So I'm ready to use whatever I have for the benefit of the kingdom of God. I believe that the nations are going to shape because of this week. Biblical entrepreneurship takes a stand to say we are going to be witnesses for Jesus Christ in the marketplace.